Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results, the podcast that can help you become a better partner in your family and a self-propelled leader with inner certainty in your business. Now, here's your host, Ube Dakhorn. Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results. Let me start with an invitation for you before we dive in. This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest you answer the questions that will come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. Sound good? Okay. Um, here we go. Today, I'm very excited to introduce you to Greg Witz. How are you doing, Greg? And where are you hanging out right now? Very nice to be here. Hello to the audience. I'm actually in Costa Rica as we speak. Ooh, you have my jealousy. So I yeah, that. Costa Rica is an incredible place. You know, we came down about a year and a half ago for a working vacation. Long story short, we extended. Long story short, after that, we ended up uh, moving here with the kids. And it's been an extraordinary opportunity and lifestyle. Absolutely. It sounds very inviting. <laughs> so Greg's sole mission in life is to challenge all of us to be better, making humans better. Uh, humans has been at the foundation of WITS for over 30 years. As an entrepreneur, thought leader, author, mentor, and father, uh, Greg creatively blends psychology and communication skills with street smarts and a no BS approach. From startups to the White House, bringing entrepreneurs and business leaders to the top of their game is Greg's passion. His rich understanding of organizational and human development coupled with his own corporate experience allows Greg to effectively and energetically design and deliver tailor-made programs that have transformed the careers and personal lives of thousands of WITS clients. Founder of the WITS proprietary Better Human program and host of the Better Human podcast, Greg loves to connect with his clients in and out of the classroom. And I think your mission to make humans better humans is just remarkable. So I'm very thankful I can talk to you today, Greg. <laughs> uh, I'm really thrilled to be here and uh, you know be able to share some of my experience and, and, and stories. So hopefully it contributes to the audience and everyone listening being better tomorrow. Wonderful. Thank you for that. So let's dive right in. So the first thing I want to know is who's your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, one of the things we've had difficulty as an organization is defining who our ideal client is. And um, in all the years through marketing exercises and social, trying to figure out that avatar, right? And trying to really define who, who we sell to or who's interested. And the more we try to nail it down to a specific individual or type of industry, the more we're reminded of how cross-industry and wide we are. So, you know, we I might start by saying that the ideal client is an organization that has lots of people in it, right? And specifically in like a manufacturing area or industry where there's layers of management and supervisor and leader and director. And as you look at that type of organization, there's a there's a need for people to learn how to manage and deal and lead and supervise individuals. So we might say that's sort of the ideal client, but we're so wide in what we do. I mean, government and banks and and, and manufacturing and industrial uh, uh, chemical companies and uh, entrepreneurs and tech companies. It's really sort of across the board, but what we always sort of lean back to is a couple of things. If a company is growing, they're hiring. And if they're hiring, they're training. So that's a real sort of insight for us, which is as an organization is growing, not just through through revenue, but also people. 
there's a strong need to to do development and 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 coaching with that type of organization and um you know we might argue that females tend to lean into this this type of work more than males and, you know a quick little story i was uh, putting on a retreat in Costa Rica, and it was very heavily male focused, you know, male facilitators and speakers, and it was going to a male audience, it was very difficult to to fill it and sell it. Um, and when we started to switch it into more of, you know, opening it up to be more woman, all of a sudden, we started to see that, you know, there was more interest and there was more lift with that. I, I, I agree to, to some extent. And, uh, you know, when we talk about uh, the, the challenges, but I can really see that notion. I started out, uh, you know, all these years ago, over 15 years ago, and I just worked uh, in personal growth as well uh, with female, uh, with women. And so it, it was really kind of like astonishing. I had kind of like 70% were, were women. And, and, and But over time, it shifted. And I see it, uh, that women are more inclined to do something about their personal growth? Do you think uh, that's one of the challenges maybe also for their male counterpart? Yeah, I think so. You know, I think, you know, the challenge with males, and I know it's a very, it's 2023 and it's it's always a sensitive topic, but, you know, if we are talking about guys, guys are um, not as open to, to, well, maybe I shouldn't say not as open. Um, they're they're taking longer to lean into this stuff, right? Which is I need to. Now, if we start to look at certain things like biohacking, fitness, this is where you see sort of that male client leaning into that stuff really, really, really quickly, you know, being the best husband you can, being the best leader and the best man and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But when it's more of a wide spectrum around personal growth, like interpersonal skills, emotional intelligence, communication skills, self-esteem, confidence, assertiveness, um, we do see more of a population of females uh, leaning into this. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I just had a client, well, we were with clients last week. If I looked around, the, I was at two different clients. One was a manufacturing organization and the other was a nuclear uh, uh, in the nuclear industry. Um, it was 90% male that was in this room, right? So I might have just actually, you know, argued with myself that it is pretty an even, even split. But, you know, the challenges, I think, just generally when it comes down to the work that we do is one, you know, there's a lot of noise out there. You know, in today's social media world, everyone's a coach, everyone's a life coach, everyone's got a book, everyone's got something. So, you know, separating and differentiating yourself from the masses is very difficult, considering that, you know, a lot of it, if you see some of these individuals, they've got strong market marketing dollars and, and they've got amazing brands and they're just pounding out this stuff. And it usually sounds like, you know, go after your goals and be successful and, you know, wake up at 5 a.m. and eat healthy. And it's all the regular sort of BS stuff. But what do you do to sort of cut through that? And, you know, I think our work speaks for itself. It's why we've been around for 30 years. It's why we still have clients that are working with us year after year after year. And one of our biggest successes is when we work with corporate or individuals, those individuals might move to other industries and organizations. And one of the first calls we get is that, hey, I'm at a new company. I want you to do what you did at my last company with this company culture. Because if we think about the massive, massive challenge that we're seeing in organizations today, um, we've got quiet quitting, which we might argue has always been a thing, right? No one, no one ever quitted loud, right? You might have back in the day you stormed out, but you know, if people were unhappy in an organization, they were starting to look at their own opportunities and stuff like that. So quiet quitting. 
You have ghosting of interviews right now where people are not showing up. I just spoke to a client last week where they've been successful in hiring people, but people are showing up for the first shift and at break, they're leaving and they're not coming back. So there's a massive need right now to, to create this community. And, and that is the challenge that I think organizations are going through is after the pandemic, their community has been shattered and broken. The village has been impacted in a negative way. And corporate will still use words like culture, which is bullshit, right? Culture was a really nice sort of thing to talk about, as we all do every year, there's a new topic. And I want to remind sort of to the audience and, and, and individuals, when we talk about culture, culture is a very tangible thing. It's a makeup of attitudes and behaviors. So our, how, how is this person, you know, um, um, looking at things, what's their attitude or their mindset to it? And then what are their behaviors that follow? So that's something uh, 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 something very tangible. But what we need to build and what we need to look after and what we need to double down on is building this village and this community again. And the major challenge that organizations are operating with is this hybrid work where no one wants to come back to work. And companies are folding, going, oh, well, we don't want to disturb you. We don't want to upset you. If you're more comfortable working at home, do it. Now, the bonus to this is people are more efficient. Organizations are running way more optimized and efficient and effective. So the work is being produced. Uh, the benefit to people being at home and having that sort of connection with their kids and dropping and picking kids up and being around, awesome. But at the cost of relationships, at the cost of connection, we are social beings. We are a herd mentality. And for us to all be living off in our own little offices, and I'm in mine here in Costa Rica and yours, I don't know where you are, but you know, you're in yours, there needs to be this emphasis of bringing people back to physically work together and collaborate and participate and, and be in this group dynamic. So it sounds like that, uh, you know, there are always, uh, there are already these organizations already dipping into the Uh, challenges and opening up uh, for them to address the issues. But what are common mistakes they make when trying to solve that kind of problem? Yeah, I think and I was just talking about it. The biggest common mistake right now is people think that this hybrid world um, is normal. It isn't. It isn't. And, you know, I think like anything we do in life as human beings, when we go through these changes or when we go through these these Uh, new initiatives. What we tend to do as human beings is we swing that pendulum from one extreme to the next, right? So everyone's in the office from nine to five, Monday to Friday, and you will be here. First one in, last one out, you're going to be successful. And I'm a little bit of a believer in that, right? Um, to now this opposite swing, which is, and of course, it was the pandemic that contributed to this, which is we're all working remote. And now the big challenge is organizations thinking that this hybrid, or maybe the big challenge is, is there's the wrong definition of a hybrid, right? Hybrid isn't like, well, let me know when you feel like being in the office this week and the rest of the time you'll be at home. Or we have joint rooms specifically as like a training company where we have half the people showing up on screen and half the people showing up physically. First, in a training environment, as a facilitator, and I think we're really, really good at what we do, and I am, is... It's hard. It is very difficult to facilitate and coach and train in two different environments, one with a physical audience and one with a virtual audience. We've made it happen, but we've made it happen at a great expense of technology. I mean, these rooms have like eight cameras in them and microphones everywhere so, th so the people in virtual can feel that immersive experience. And again, the challenge is, 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 is doing this versus 
defining, and I think here's the answer. The answer is let's define the work that you do at home remotely, which is your transactional administrative computer stuff, stay home. But then let's also define the work that happens within an organization because of people, collaboration, brainstorming, meeting. You know, I was at a client last week and I just walked down the hall and bumped into the CEO and president and started chatting away. And they said, by the way, we got a massive issue with our HR, right? Not their head HR person, but their HR team. And one of the things that like they need to do is beef it up. And I was like, by the way, um, I live, I, I know a thousand HR people who are amazing. And why don't I do some introductions for you? That conversation would have never have happened unless we're physically in the office. So I think that's that's the challenge and that's the answer, which is um, let's not accept hybrid as a solution. Let's start to really define how we're going to live together, work together, participate together, and what options there are for one to fulfill their other obligations or work tasks at home. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I cannot agree more. And as we were talking about this, it really came up to, to me as well. I'm like, yeah, we have to define and uh, create new definitions about how work should work. So it's not just that, this or that. So we really have to get back to the drawing board and think like, so, okay, what is it exactly what that means? So before I ask you, uh, you know, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something to our audience here. So if you are enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So Greg, what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that will help with these kinds of issues? Um, you know, sometimes the best answers are the simplest answers, right? And uh, one of the things I talk a lot about with people is modeling the behavior that you want to see, acting and behaving and showing up. Because that's going to be the greatest influencer, the greatest impactor, the greatest teacher, right, is doing. And if we want people to start to rebuild the village and the community, how you're showing up in that community is really important. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being the leader, right, leading people into this position of, of connection is, is all up to you. And it's what you do. It's not hard, right? It's like, think about like, you know, when you've made friends in life, or you've met your significant other, you, you, you really put an effort to, to, to be invested and interested and participate within their lives. And we need to come back to that a little bit, not just from a work perspective, but from a, a social relationship as well. You know, um, calling that friend, that you don't normally speak to and just saying, hey, just want to send you a message saying, have a great week. I got a buddy that does that to me really, very randomly and it's amazing. But if there's one action people can take away and I'm going to split it in an A and B part. Number one, be responsible for showing up in the way you expect other people to show up. And number two, show up, start doing, start inviting people, start going out, start getting people into the office again, start taking clients out for lunch again. Build this connection because... Sometimes the digital walls are thicker than the actual concrete walls in the office. And I have another friend say, you cannot schedule creativity. You cannot schedule a relationship through a screen. The only way that creativity and that relationship happens is in that sort of combustion when we're around each other. So that's what I'd recommend to your audience. And, you know, be that trailblazer, be that leader, be the one that takes action, be the one that actually gets people to think, maybe I should do a little bit of that. 
It's amazing how refreshing something like that, that is so natural that we were used to do all the time, kind of like feels so refreshing again. So that's a very good reminder for all of us. Thank you, Greg, for sharing. And I want to give you also the opportunity and the platform to share where people can find you and also what is one valuable free resource that you can direct people to that might help with that, but also in a broader sense. Awesome. Uh, well, first to the audience, I want to thank you because, you know, putting on this podcast and, you know, getting individuals out and sharing this thought leader is so important. There needs The world needs more of us, right? The more of us podcasters and thought leaders and content generators and facilitators and coaches and all that stuff, the better the world's going to be. The more better humans we have, the more, the more we're going to create. In regard, if anyone wants to get in touch with me, you can look me up on social media. I'm everywhere. We produce content every single day. Greg Witz, W-I-T-Z. The podcast is the Better Human Podcast. And uh, we've got some amazing thought leaders also sharing their stories and experiences. And if you go to my website, uh, there's a couple different free resources. One, we have a personality assessment. Free personality assessment gives you a quick overview of who you are and really exposes you to the type of work that we do, which is based on psychology. The website is witzwitzeducation.com, super simple. Uh, and my email, if anyone needs to chat or, you know, I offer a lot of free 15-minute uh, coaching sessions. If anyone's ever thinking about, you know, working with a coach or, or interested, come and do a session with us. It's free. You could uh, get through the website again and uh, get that booked. But uh, I'm a big believer in what we put out in the world needs to have a ripple effect in a positive way. So anytime you're going to come into the WITS nucleus, there's going to be a ton of resources for you as an individual. Very generous. Thank you for sharing. Of course, we'll put the link in the show description so folks can check it out. Thank you, Greg. Um, so what's the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience? It's always a good question to ask. What's one question? You've asked some great questions around business. Uh, and I think we went down a, a road around the importance of how we're showing up. Um, but I asked this question at the end of my show, right? Maybe you could ask, right? What do we all need to do to be a better human tomorrow? Mm, I love that question. What's your answer? <laughs> so the answer to that is it's not one answer, but it is getting up every single day and being better than we were yesterday. And one of the things that my father used to say is there's no refund on yesterday, but you have choice and decision for tomorrow. So if you didn't like what happened today, or today it didn't go so well, or you effed up a little bit and made a mistake and you sort of blew things up. Awesome. 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 Ask yourself a very simple question, which is, what am I going to do tomorrow? I love it. I love it so much, Greg. And uh, you already achieved, uh, in my opinion, mission accomplished because I already got the goosebumps, which, you know, is taking away my final question already. So <laughs> let's get to that. And it's a personal question. When was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family and why? Uh, I think it was when we came down to Costa Rica, you know, we let, we were in Canada and Canada was locked down for two years. And in the midst of this, um, I needed to get my kids out of that environment. And we were supposed to go to San Diego. And in the 11th hour, we ended up in Costa Rica, but I'll never forget that first week of being here with the family and just, you know, being a family again and just seeing my kids, um, explore outside and be kids running barefoot right playing tag jumping in the water and there's something magical about that which is you know um once again it's the simplest things in life that make the biggest impact so it was that first week of just being a family and reconnecting and really defining 
um, what was important to us. And and I still get goosebumps today when I, when I see my kids running around here. Again, uh, being a family, that's what echoes back to me. And that gives, uh, gives us the goosebumps. It's uh, so amazing that you shared this beautiful moment. Thank you for sharing this beautiful goosebumps moment. Also, thank you, Greg, for our conversation. It was a pleasure talking to you and appreciate very much the knowledge and insights you share with us today. Super appreciate the time. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And as always, energizing results to you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcast, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at uve.corn.com.